attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Morawak, Mamedisi Sotabataka, Sikehe, Pulelo, Takatebe, Sike Tako, Hapila Marfa, how? Only Udiboluke Capilo, Hobani, Hoba, Bifumani, Kibo Pay, Kibui Ketro, Bamil, Worship Abor, Boloka, Peria, how? Cow fifty Caesar, Hobani Kiona, Mishodi Yabo Pay. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We invite your Holy Spirit to minister to us so that it will serve the purpose that you intended for it. It was in your great mind before you had created everything and you projected it and it became what we call today your word to us. Without your Spirit we cannot understand it. Without your grace we cannot submit to it. Yes, Lord. So we invite you, Lord, we have laid aside the cares of life to be in your presence. We're not here to perform religious rituals, yes, Lord. but we are here that you may prepare our hearts for the translation of the saints that we expect to take place very soon. Man has become more wicked as you had predicted. We see a time when you are nowhere in the memory of man. You are nothing but a burden to him. And yet, Lord, to a few of us, you are hope. You are refuge. And Lord, we dare not imagine what life would be without you. That's why we are here this morning. Anoint my being that I may express your thoughts. And when all is said and done, may our Lord Jesus Christ be glorified yes, through our gathering here this morning. For we ask you in his name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I am a little nervous this morning for a simple reason. That uh, this message I'm preaching to you this morning. Uh, a few months ago, I was preaching this message. Through the whole night, I was dreaming and I was preaching this message. And uh, I would wake up and just keep keep carrying on. And then, when it repeated itself a few times, I decided to get up to go and make notes. 
And so from this message came a few things that has later become the inspiration that I have preached lately. And when I preached the message, I preached it here. So before Easter, I had tried to preach it several times, but the Holy Spirit refused to let me. And I remember when after Easter I preached in Margaret and I attempted to preach it again but the Holy Spirit would not. Rather he gave me a hybrid of the message. So this morning I am at the mercy of the Holy Spirit. The crux of the matter was I was preaching and the thing that I was emphasizing was that Satan can get into your spirit and make you experience something that becomes real to you but it is not. And so I was preaching hard on it. And, and I, I quoted the quote of Brother Brennan in yeah. the token. So, so when I got out of it, I, I, I knew that I had to preach it. And only this morning the Holy Spirit pointed back to me. That, that is the inspiration. Amen. That Satan bring into your spirit an experience that is fake and phony. But to you it's real. So I, I, I don't know why the Holy Spirit would do that, but I know for the first time, again this morning he's come back and he has, he has put me on this trajectory. So my message is, guard your heart. And then while I was preaching it, I, I, I was wrestling and, and, and I could feel people asking uh, in their spirits the question, how will we know, how will we know? And then the Lord said to me, as I was preaching, charity never fails. So when we bring this together this morning, you'll understand what the Holy Spirit was saying to me. And after that, for the first time in my years of serving the Lord, the revelation of Agape stepped into me. Because for all the years in the message, people has had an excuse for the lack of agape. 
Secondly, they had mistrusted. Because they had not understood the new birth in the first place. So Satan is not interested in how religious we are. To be honest with you, it is religious spirits. That is filling hell. <laughs> Satan is more happy with a person in church that's going to hell than he is with a drunkard out there that knows his loss. He's worried that the drunkard may realize his loss. But the church member is at ease. The church member is resting. He trusts his membership. And that is because the prophet tells us that is what Phil Helzer the first thing that you must know about teachers they often teach you what will secure your membership around them around their church so every church is trying to secure you to itself. It's only the Lord Jesus that taught you to save you. He never taught for membership. He was never interested in membership. He came to save the lost. Salvation is an easy path. It is just that we complicate it with our beliefs and interpretations. There's no people more confused than the message. We've complicated salvation so much. Until when you use the word Holy Ghost, people don't know what you're talking about. You use the word love, people don't know what you're talking about. Our understanding of love is subject to our likes and dislikes. At the center of our failure is our unwillingness to let go of the old you. We claim to be born again, but we continue to love our lives from our genes, from our fathers. We have not stepped out into the identity of Jesus Christ. Very few people want to go to heaven. Very few. We are of the earth, says the scripture. Early. 
You are your mother's child and your father's child of the earth. And so the earth dominates you. But unfortunately, in all this, you are not an earthly creature. Hallelujah. We were having a business meeting some few weeks ago. And uh, we had some of the top brass of the police. And we were talking about the crisis in the country. And they were trying to convince me of their efforts. And they said to me, the problem we have is the West is trying to impose their policies and their beliefs on us. I said, the problem is not that. The problem is that we Africans do not understand democracy. And we don't understand where it comes from. If you don't understand something, you will never really cherish it, you will never value it. We use democracy because we've seen somebody practice it and then we like it. And at a certain point, it becomes a problem. That's why you find out people coming to power through democracy. And then the same people that came in through it suspends it. Because we don't understand where it comes from. I said, number one, you have to understand why the West has become successful. There was a time when the people in the West were just like us. In they served witchcraft. They believed in ancestors. They were dictators. I said, but somehow, since Jesus was born, he changed the landscape. He was born during the time when the Romans ruled, and they were a global power. Yet this little boy that was born to Joseph and Mary set a standard of leadership that was so high that those who had seen it could never be happy with their kings again. He was so ethical that right up to his last breath he still served the people that followed him. In the history of mankind there has never been such a man. 
whose leadership rose so high. He brought down the kingdoms of Europe because the people began to aspire to root for that kind of leadership. It was that leadership that produced what we now call civilization today, where a man must regard his fellow man. Before Jesus Christ was born, man only cared about himself and his own. He changed the standards. So the kings of Europe became, became threatened by it. The people that followed him has been so transformed until that nothing of their parents was left in that. that when they were threatened, they gladly gave up their lives for the values and principles that Jesus Christ was teaching. He taught it so well that they died in their hundreds and thousands and millions. I said only when Africa understands it will we see democracy But we can't. Because Africa, just like the church, refused the new birth. Amen. We can't say a new South Africa. I don't know South Africa Then we go back to ancestral worship. We come from way up there. We go way past. Ancestral worship. Seriously. We talk about African culture. African culture, just like any culture. And the center of culture is oppression. Yes, sir. Ladies, you can't speak about culture without being oppressed by your husband. Because culture say you are a possession. You must decide, do you want to go back to the dark roots where the missionaries came to deliver us from? And they brought the book. You will not find the word culture speaks about adultery. Culture has no righteousness in it. Amen. My goodness. There is a reason why the devil fight this thing. And the church has not come to the party. Because we too, we preach a half gospel. We have to return to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where we say you must be born again, we mean you must 
been born again. If you claim you're born again, we need to understand what we mean by saying you must be born again. Because Christ came not but Christ came to change us from the base of power. He didn't come to change you from weakness. He came after the person that was created in the image of God. As you sit there this morning, you are flesh and blood. But your life is not flesh and blood. That's the mystery of our God. We are flesh and blood. But the life is not flesh and blood. Flesh cannot laugh. Flesh cannot be patient. Flesh cannot be kind. Flesh has no life in it. Flesh is supposed to allow life to flow through it. If you don't understand it, then you will find out that your emotions you. And the number one crisis from Genesis 3 Satan got into our emotions and Satan made us think that our emotions is who we are. Young girl will tell you she loves a man. When what she means is she has a lustful feeling. There is no such a thing as loving another woman or loving another man. It is a lustful fulfilling. But we call it love. <coughs> A man lusts after another man's wife. But we will not acknowledge it is an animal barbaric feeling. We call it love. It is amazing how everything is called love. We say, I love this food. The moment we use the word love, it legalizes the feeling. Whether it's right or wrong, because we use the term love, we have legalized the feeling. That's why the world is so dark today. Because we have legalized evil in the name of love. When the Bible speaks about 
God's love. It tells us that it was expressed in that God gave. But when we use love, it is expressed in what we want. Ah. Ah. Wow. That's why we, we kill in the name of love. The messenger says in the token message 1963 he says it is the devil that will make a man love a woman besides his wife and it is the devil that will make a woman love a man besides her husband but when the person is in that adulterous relationship, it becomes difficult to convince the person it's the devil. Why? Because the person is feeling this positive energy. Yeah. And the person will tell you, is it so wrong to love somebody? <laughs> we, we, we need to understand, brothers, that the first thing you must know that the devil is real. Yes, this is what the Bible says. God said, let us make man in our likeness and in our image. The devil was in that community that God was talking about. He was talking about the spirit being. Like they are spirit. So man was made a spirit. Male and female created he then. And he said very good. When he took man from spirit to form a body for the man so that the man can work the earth. I want you to notice the only reason for the body was to till the ground. For nothing else. So the body was only that the man may physically contact the environment in which God was going to place. Then God from the man that he made took from the man and made a woman. It became an issue where the devil challenged God's word. It's always the case. Satan wants you to challenge God's word. You can lie, you can steal, you can commit adultery. It's not a big deal with God. Then when you tell him, 
He can't keep his own word. When you tell God, your word is not reliable. You have dethroned him. You have taken his deity from him. You've insulted him. You have made him non-existent. And the devil knows that. He wants us to treat God as if he's like us. And he uses our feelings. He understands more than we realize that we are spirit beings like he Listen, demons are not interested in cows and cattles. They're interested in something that's like them. Demons are interested in human beings. Yes, sir. We are all that matters. That's why they get into you. And Satan has a plan. He has a vision. But for his plan to have any significance in the earth, he needs to project it to a human being. So the devil can put his thoughts in your mind. To project feelings he wants from you. He does that all the time. That's why he goes to Eve. The first thing he makes, he makes God a problem. God is not a problem. He makes God a problem. Because, yeah, did the Lord say, you can't enjoy all this wonderful food. And he says, no, God didn't say that. He actually said we can enjoy all except this one. Then he gets into what he knows is already in you. Wondering how it would be. Wondering how it would be. Oh, is that so? Oh, oh, can't be As he engages you in conversation, you begin to feel his conversation. Whatever he says becomes real to you because your body becomes responsible. A guy can be so ugly that even in the night if you feel it you will still realize he's ugly but as long as he can utter the right words he'll get into you he'll get the battle because words Jesus said are spirit they are not just words. They are spirit being transferred. 
So when he speaks, it gets into Eve's spirit. And it's not long she begins to feel. As soon as she felt, it was over. Because now, what she feels is real. And what God said doesn't exist. Feelings, feelings is what destroys us. Why don't you like certain people? It's because they make you feel a certain way. It's what Satan drives. I don't like that too. Why? I don't know. I just have a funny feeling when I see her. It's feelings. But it's not you. It's the devil. I want you to know that from Genesis 3, when man fell, he's fallen. And when God said to him, Thus thou art. And to dust thou shalt return. God had cursed his time on earth. If God has cursed something, you can't save it. He cursed man's existence in time. Says, dust thou art. He never made dust. Says, unto dust thou shalt return. Setting an expiry time for his birth. Before that, there was no expiry date for the body. Which means the body was compatible to the spirit. They were both meant to be eternal. Once God set an expiry date for the body, the spirit and the body was no longer aligned. And God knew he can sleep or rest in peace. This man cannot mess up his world. This man will expire. It doesn't matter who he is. He will expire. Took Adam 930 years. But finally the Bible says he gave up the ghost. That's when the trouble starts. When you leave your body. When for the first time you no longer have the hiding place of your body. Your body is hiding who you are. You can pretend in that body. But when God takes you out, all you will be will be lies, cheat, dishonest in everything. You dare not leave this body not being born again. 
So I want you to hear me. The feelings you feel, the love you have, you must give it a test. The patience you have, you must give it a test. The memory you have, you must test it. What is your standard? Yes, sir. When God called Israel, turn your Bible to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. While you turn to Deuteronomy, let me put up the pyramid for me there. Let me just give you the consequences of false teachings. I've been in this message over 40 odd years. And they will always tell you in the message that one day when you get to the top there you will have the love of God so until then you have to suffer in your unborn again being because if you don't have the love of God you are yet in your sins you are yet in your sins because when you become a Christian, but how about Christ? Love is demanded from you. Le rato, le tu le bato away. And yet we don't love each other. The message is so well taught that even for our failures we have quotations to justify. And once you have a good reason for failing, you never have a reason to pass. Why do you have a reason for failing? Why should you aspire to pass? So, error, wrong teaching. Maybe, Brother Brennan should have never drawn that thing. It is the image of that thing that has distorted the truth. He illustrated a process and now to us it became a doctrine. So while you are down here in Ephesus, you don't need to have love. It's not required. When you get down there, you must have a little of holy kindness. And then you get the Holy Ghost. Even the Holy Ghost is so far. That's why if you ask somebody in a message, Holy Ghost, they don't know what you think. Their teachings have complicated things so much until they themselves don't know. Jesus 
Jesus didn't complicate things. Neither did the apostles. So how did we get into this mess? Deuteronomy, this is God speaking to Israel. I want you to notice. Without the new birth, Israel was given guaranteed success. Israel in its in the way. We need to understand the principle here. God is following his vision, his plan, and nothing will make him deviate. Nothing. Not the devil. Not you. Nobody can make you deviate. But if we don't understand that, we think we have become so significant that uh, God is depending on us. We teach you must be born again. And then we join the church. And we say we're now born again. The question is on account of what? The reason Jesus Christ was born was so he could die. That's all. The people he healed, the people he helped, that wasn't what he came for. His mission was to come and die That's the mystery here. He had to be born so he can die. And his death would be a wrongful death. Amen. That's all. Yeah. 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 He, he was born, so he had to die. Now, you, you may not get the picture, but I'll explain it to you. You die because you were born dead. You were born dead. From the minute you were conceived, your end is determined. You are born a sinner. And so death is legal to you. Sin makes your death justified. So it doesn't matter what you have, what disease you have, you when Jesus said, when God said to Adam, Dust thou art, he gave him cancer. When he said, Dust thou art, he gave him tuberculosis. When he said, Dust thou art, he gave him every disease you can think of. Ah. Hmm. 
Sin will produce them. Doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter. We we think, oh, he suffered so much. There is no suffering in death. That was the living. Let me to some of you. Oh, to somebody. Hallelujah. That's true. The problem is you don't know. You don't understand yourself. Some of your suffering. You are being set up. For suffering to be intense. You need to be set up in comfort. The more comfort. The worse the suffering. You think a poor man cares about load shedding when there's no place to stay? Come on now, sir. Amen. The rich are more upset about load shedding. So you need to understand what death is. That is simply sin in your body. That's what it is. Death becomes legal. One of the first reasons why we would prefer to die is because of the shame you carry. Everyone here with your secrets and whatever you don't want people to know about. You hear people say, I'm taking it to my grave. Just the prospect that somebody may find out is torturous enough. So we are dying creatures. Cholesterol, whatever. It has no bearing on you. There were no timetables set on you. But because Jesus was born, not of a man and a woman, but Jesus Christ became the Word of God, made flesh. He had no sin. So that meant he can't die. Sickness could not kill him. Because sickness, the minute he touches him, it's illegal. He was immune from death. Why is he immune from death? He can't die. Listen, church. The devil is so weak that God was prepared to come here as an infant child. And still he knew the devil can touch him. No disease. No hunger. 
the boy. Why he has no sin? He can die. He can be threatened. There are no demons that can kill him. That's why he says, Who can accuse me of sin? Who can accuse me of sin? By scientific exploration, the cross doesn't make sense. The intensity of the things he suffered. A human being can't suffer like that. And he wouldn't die. When they were through with everything, then the man said, Father, I now release myself. Receive my spirit. He never died. He could not die. You and I now are dead alive. Sickness is absolutely legal until you are born again. When you are born again, sickness is no longer legal in your life. I need you to understand that because the church had separated divine healing from redemption. You can't. With the new birth, it means now sickness had become illegal to you. The problem is Satan wants to make it about you deserving because he holds you to your failures. That's why Christians have more condemnation than unbelievers. In fact, unbelievers have no condemnation. You think that hooligan that slept with the neighbor's wife last night. You think he feels anything this morning? You feed the neighbor, how's it? It's nothing. It's you, the Christian, that is aspiring to be holy that has guilt. And Satan engages you in conversation. God tells Israel. This is what he tells them when they start their journey, Deuteronomy. He says, Now listen and give heed, O Israel, to the statutes and ordinances which I teach you, and do them that you may live and go in and possess the land. Which the Lord God gave to your fathers. Deuteronomy chapter 4. 
You shall not add to the word which I command you. Neither shall you diminish it. That you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes shall see what the Lord did because of the of Belpur for all the men who followed the Belpur the Lord your God has destroyed from among you. But you who come first to the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. I have taught you statutes and ordinances as the Lord my God commanded me. That you should do them in the land which you are entering in to possess. So keep them and do them for that is your wisdom that is your understanding in the sight of all the peoples who when they hear of all these statutes will say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people for what great nation is there who has a God so near Today. As the Lord our God is to us in all things which we call unto Him. And what large and important nation has statutes and ordinances so upright and just as this law which I said before you today? Only take it and guard your life diligently. Lest you seek, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your mind and heart all the days of your life. Teach them to your children and to your children's children. Especially how you stood before the Lord, your God in horror, the Lord said to me, Gather the people together to me, and I will make them hear my words that they may learn reverently to hear me all the days on the earth that they may teach their children. When Jesus was born, the Bible says in John chapter 3 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son 
that the Son may not condemn the world, but that the world through the Son may be saved. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn it, but He sent Him to save it. The issue of for God so loved the world follows the teaching on the new birth. Jesus is speaking to a leader in Israel and he speaks to Nicodemus except a man be born again he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven and Nicodemus asks him wait, 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 wait how can a man that's grown be born again. Jesus asked him, Are you a teacher? Now in Israel. And you don't understand my conversation. What did our Lord mean by that? He meant, Are you safe? Because you as a teacher knows how you yearn to be saved. You know how ineffective the slaughtering of those animals are on you. You slaughter them and still the guilt continues. You slaughter and still you repeat the offense. You should know more than anybody what's wrong in the church there's too much pretense by leadership. Even the people they want false leaders. They want leaders that pretend to them. They want leaders that is projected to be what they are not. That's why churches that worship their leaders have great numbers. It's simple. You just have to project the image that is fake. Then you have to get a bunch of bodyguards around you that make sure the people never find out who you really are. So I'm on my throne, I'm so holy. You can't approach me. You can never visit me. You can never find out how I hit my wife. You can never find out how I abuse my wife. I am holy. For you to touch me to People like that God. 
But the man God normally chose. He chose from amongst men. He chose one of you. He has all the weakness you have. He has all the shortcomings you have. That's the one he chooses. This is what the Bible says about Aaron. The Bible says, remember the conversation at Horeb. What happened in horror? God said to Moses, bring the people together. Let them camp around the, the mountain. I'm coming down. He's bringing the Ten Commandments and he's speaking to his people. Moses is with God the people have camped at the bottom day number one Moses is gone day number two by the time it got to 20 days the people had decided Moses is not working by the time it was 30 days, the people have decided they had enough of the silence. By 40 days, they had made the golden calf. The people's frustrations got the battle of Aaron, the priest. It was Aaron that came up with the idea. Bring me your gold. Bring me your silver. And he made them a god. Aaron, the high priest, was making them a god. And the sisters and the brothers put themselves naked. And they were dancing. And Aaron said to the people, Behold your God that delivered you from Egypt. For the Bible says the high priest has all the infirmities you have. As they were doing that, the first commandment was being broken. God was not worried what they were doing. His grace was bigger than what they were doing. It was when they tried to enter his presence that God said, Moses, they are going too far. They're going to reach a stage where I won't be able to help them. Go down quickly. Stop them. Stop them. Stop them. 
Because if they enter my presence like that, my holiness will execute them. So when Moses ran down to rescue the people, he shot what he finds. Throws the Ten Commandments. Brings that golden calf. I want to ask you a question. Did God fire Aaron for making the golden curb? If it was you, have a name right now. People like to have a fake God. The failures and the shortcomings of the man of God is what qualifies him to be your high priest. Because his infirmities make him relate to yours. Hallelujah. You need to understand it. And Horeb, God gave them his law. The reason for the law was to make them prosperous. Tell your neighbor, it's to make you prosperous. Though Israel is not yet living under the new birth, the favor of God could make them prosperous. Though you are yet not even born again, when you accept his word, the word will elevate you. I don't care what's wrong with you. When you take his word, The problem is we like to put our salvation in the hands of a man. We do not receive it from God's hand. And so you forget the spirit that you are. So I said to you, the reason I read the scripture is we need a measuring stick. So when Satan invades us, we can have a magnifying glass. You see, is this Satan or is this God? Yes, Is it Satan? Or is it God? <laughs> Lord help us. First Corinthians chapter 13. Epistolia Philoba Corinthe, Hauloya, the Sumerimitra.
Paul writes this text. Paulo si umola di molatena. After he tried to teach the Corinthians that gifts cannot replace replace the giver. Kamura wore a babolelo di neo di kita bachimi. It's important to understand the dynamics of how the church is structured. And often the men of God in the Old Testament they used our humanity to reveal God's divinity. So remember Paul started by revealing the church. Taking your body. Show your body. Being many members. By all making you. Paul is trying to bring an understanding. So then Paul tried to say to us. Remember the one spirit. That is in everybody. Joins us as a unit. The problem is those in the church without that spirit. That's why the church is such a complicated institution. The church has Judas. It has St. Peter's. There's all kinds of people. But they are in the church. Judas also eat communion. Judas also asks, is it me, Lord? And the problem is, none in the rest of the body knows it's Judas. Judas is influential. That's why the church is the most complicated body on earth. When Paul writes this text, he's giving us a glimpse of God. This great feeling we always use. I love you. I love her. Oh, I love you. I love you, my child. Paul is giving us a definition of it. The real deal. He has done an autopsy of love. And this is the result. Since though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling stumble. Paul is now contrasting the gifts operating in the church versus the love of God. I want you to Next verse. 
And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have no charity, I am nothing. Milan Cavalli Neo Yabu Prophet, Acapola Hanka, Tabari Pirito, and Wasalibos, and Hanka Valetumelo Yoshi, Cavaca Falas and Tara, Hagisna Lerak, Hakili. Watch now. He says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Milehanka Abamaruo Akaoshe, Afanakaona, Kapalehanka Ella Milwaka Rochese, Hakisanala Rat, so had to see late. That's the danger with us, isn't it? Yes, as long as we receive, we call it love. Amen. It's dangerous to be corrupted. When you define love as getting, you are corruptible. The problem in South Africa is your average black person is corruptible. The most corrupt people in this country is the people in procurement. That's why Isma Hashune can say, I'm clean. Because he appointed somebody in procurement. And that person stole the money and gave him. <laughs> so there's no money that he, that, that he has received directly. Somebody else received it. But he got rich. How? How do we do this? Because we became a nation without being born to be a nation. We became an artificial nation. At Kodesa, they signed us into a nation. We are now a new South Africa. First mistake the ANC did. They did away with military training. That was compulsory. That's the first mistake they did. Now our sons go to the army because it's a career. People apply to the army because it's a career opportunity. That's why we have soldiers with boobies. We have policemen and women that can't walk. There is no pride in uniform. We are not a nation, we are a joke. People that are nations, for you to wear that uniform, you need to meet the standard. 
Your life must be given for that universe. When you wear it, you must remember how much it cost you to When you wear your uniform, you understand the price it pays to get into that uniform. If you're a policeman, when you wear your cap, you understand the authority of that cap. We are governed by crowns. We don't know what it takes. I will see you now. To us, it's about a salary. When you go to your paces, when you go to your drills, when you go to the suffering, you will know what it takes to take them to keep the nation safe. You can't betray your suffering. Sell us out to drug lords. Because they can give you money. You can't buy something. There is 20 rands. For 400 rands. And think it's not your money. Every cent you steal. You stole them from yourself. Because the roads that you travel on needs to be maintained. The hospital where your grandmother comes to, the doctor needs to be there. There needs to be medicine. We are not a nation. We are not a nation. We don't understand the price of a nation. When you are corruptible, when you live for self, you cannot have integrity. You can't. As long as we want to receive, we even choose churches. With the base on the benefits we get there. It's sad that even the church you chose, you chose it because you are corrupted. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with what you could get from it. And so, it was a time that the Nigerian guy said, South African women just cost you an endos. You can never reach a state where your physical need exceeds the value of your integrity. Never. It can't be. Your integrity should be priceless. 
I've seen people do things in church. And they don't last with me. So many people came to our church. They didn't last. Because what you do can't impress me. So Push. I don't take it for me. I am non-existent in the church. I don't see what you do. I don't feel what you do. I assume you do it for God. Not for me. So I'm not going to thank you around every corner. I'm not going to pat your back. You must expect the one you did it for. Thank you for it. People are doing it for men. But you might think about I was saying to a minister yesterday. I said, just be like a Nigerian pastor. You don't become a deacon in these Nigerian pastors' churches if you don't give the most. You earn your position. That's why when they say you must go to the next level, he decides your next level. The more you give, you will eventually see. Until the brothers are fighting to give more than the other. Everybody wants to take the next level. We say we are struggling in South Africa when it is our poor that makes these Nigerian guys so rich. We are corruptible. The first thing Jesus taught the people of Israel was irrespective of your suffering. God knows your need. Says never think God is not aware of your suffering. It's a fool that thinks God don't see your suffering. God is looking whether your heart sees you. Think about it. He miraculously feeds Elijah. He feeds him. He sends ravens to bring him wind and everything. Nice cold spring water. And then he dries up the rock. The water. He says, Elijah, this water is finished. But there is a widow down there. She's going to take care of you. The widow is on the last meal. But God says, she'll take care of you, Elijah. He knew she was bigger than her budget. He knew her heart. God didn't look at what was in that house. He said, Elijah, I 
can take it. She can take it. Give her instruction and she will be here. Amen. God is conscious. He knows what we're going through. We are corrupt. When you are born again, how God delivers you from yourself. If God has failed to deliver you from yourself, you are yet in your sin. You are in a church, but yet in your sin. Watch. Oh. Go to verse 3 again, young man. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profited me. Now I want to stop here and warn people. You can't do that. How And not be rewarded. Yes, sir. It's just not possible. But why is it Paul says it is possible? You can do that. And be worth nothing. A lot of us get a kick out of giving. We go also waiting on the You feel good. We clear on when people acknowledge you. You feel good when people. Oh, we thankful this brother has done this. And other people also want to do it because also That's why in the church of God, your giving is always, always anonymous. Yes, hey, companies give. It is part of their PR exercise. Donated by so and so. Donated by so and so. And have not laughed. You nothing. Yeah. I've seen people give and be disappointed that they are not acknowledged. <laughs> the other day I had to apologize because they said you did mention so and so. And the person is so disappointed. We believe the church. Because you didn't mention that now. That if you're going to have love, you'll have to exhibit this quality. 
But suffering is indefinite. It can be a week. It can be a lifetime. But for you, because you love, you will take it. I said, because you love, you will take the evil from this person. What did you think it means? When you say charity suffered long, it means you will suffer at the hands of the person you love indefinitely. When you love somebody, you can't change your positive feeling towards the person because of what the person has done wrong. Tell me again. He, he did this. He cheated. That's why I divorced him. You see, you never loved him. You were in a chemistry. You wanted your husband to make you feel good. So that other women wish they had your husband. Your marriage is about a pride status. It's not because you love the person. What is the standard by which you measure love? We live in a world where it says, I am tired of putting my family first, tired of putting my husband first. When I'm going to think about me, charity suffered long. What is wrong with the world today? There's no more love. We need love. Hallelujah. What we do, we come across a quotation. And a quotation reads like this. In the Greek, there is two kinds of love. And so we think the filial must continue. The filial was for unborn again people. Yeah. 
or eros, they are Greek definition for human feelings. They are not the definition of love. Man cannot define love. words that describe our selfish feelings. It doesn't make the feeling legal. Just because you feel it doesn't make it legal. It's the devil. need to understand what we're talking about when we talk about the love of God. It suffered long. It what? It envied all evil in the church. All evil is because of the absence of love. It wanted not itself. It's not powerful. People leave the church. They leave the church. That they claim they love. They leave the pastor. That they said they love. Just because he couldn't succumb to their desires. The wickedness that I see in the church. Because people say there's no love. Meaning their flesh are not being pacified. Oh my. Oh my. They passed up. They don't greet you. For two months. No more SMS. When they say they love you. How can you love me when you do something to discredit me? Next verse. Charity. Doeth not behave itself. You say you love your wife. But look at your behavior. You say you love your wife. But look at your behavior. Do men think what the price of your adulterous relationship is? It makes your children lose hope in love. It confuses them. It makes them think that the word love is not real. Terrible you fail to display the quality of self 
behavior, self-control, temperance. You also make it legal for your child to say, Daddy, I wanted to do right, but evil overtook. Because you are yet a barbarian. Satan came through you. Saw your secretary. And made you forget you are married. And you are in the church, you call yourself a brother. Charity seeketh not. If she's not seeking her own, whose is she seeking? Oh my. Because if she doesn't seek her own, then what is driving her? See, the prophet tells us. He says, in Philo, if a man proposes my wife, I'll kill him. And when I kill him, I feel justified. I have no guilty feeling for killing a fellow human being. He says, but in Agatha, I'll feel sorry for that man. In Philio, the monster loves in you to continue to kill, to hate. If somebody tells you your wife is ugly, you are offended. If they confirm a beauty by proposing to her, you are also mad. What is it that you want? It is up to man. No. Only you matters. That's why Jesus said, You must be. It's not easily. I want you to notice. He never said it cannot be provoked. He said it's not easily provoked. Why? Because it suffered long. It said it suffered long is not eternal. Long is indefinite. And then it's provoked. The nation has a biblical definition. It 
I can prove to you. He didn't know you. Even in the low form of love. That God has projected in a woman. For her offspring. No mother thinks evil of a child. Because of the love she has. Because the child is because of her. So the love of God Why? Every evil is born from the seed of thought. The Bible says evil have not entered the mind of God. Charity thinketh no evil. It can be that you just see the sister's name on your husband's phone and you see an affair. It can be. It can be. How many fights? had been fought just because of evil thinking. I want you to know this evil thinking is the result of self-worship. You worship yourself. You are too important. I'm saying again. In the Old Testament, a woman couldn't have a child. She says, take my servant and have a child. You say, That's how evil your love is. You are all over sex. Imagine what they do. You don't see the voice of a baby in the house. You don't see the principle of life. You are evil. Because you worship yourself. The standard of love is not new. Says charity rejoices not in. It's important. One of the things that you know people do not have the love of God in their hearts is how easy people can link up in a conversation that is futile, that is evil, that is going nowhere. <laughs> 
I said the other day, one of the Ten Commandments that is seriously underrated and yet so commonly broken is the commandment thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not bear falsehood. It's a commandment. You shall not keep quiet when a lie is told. That's bearing falsehood. You shall not hold your peace when false impressions are created. Bearing a false witness. That thing of saying like South Africa, we are neutral. How can you be neutral where transgression has been committed? International law is broken. How can you be neutral? You shall not bear false witness. When you bear false witness, you make a lie the truth. You confuse the values of society by which they must judge. You are a murderer when you bear false witness. And saying nothing is bearing false witness. I'd rather say nothing. You've borne false witness. When you heard it, you're responsible for it. If you saw it, you are responsible for it. That's why the Bible says if you see a brother or sister transgress, you're supposed to call that person to By witnessing it, you are guilty of it. If you don't take a stand, shall not bear falsehoods. He rejoices not in iniquity. It's the measure of stick for love. It's not what you make love. No, 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 no. no. It's what love is. But rejoices in them. What is the truth? What is the truth? Deuteronomy. You shall not add to it. You shall not take away from it. That is the truth. What I have committed to you. The word of the Lord. You shall not add to it. You shall not take away from it. Thy word is true. Charity. Lerato. Charity. Lerato is a wrong. 
I can't take it anymore. When Jesus was finished, when he had no more strength on the cross, charity kept going. Bearer of all things. When he was stretched to the limit, charity said, Father, forgive them. They are ignorant. Charity will never give up. Will not give up on you. That's why with his dying breath, he pleaded for the people that was crucifying him. Charity will not give up. Believe in all things. Hope in all things. Why? Charity is a conqueror. Charity, charity cannot be defeated. Because charity doesn't serve self. It can't be defeated. Charity. Charity. When Paul had no more anything to say, this is all he could say. Charity never fails. With that said, you first now need to understand that when we are called to be Christians, you are not called to just be a church member. When you are born again, you are called to get rid of who you used to be. You must die to self. Get rid of who you are. So if you be no more, then you will have nobody to worry about. All your pain, all your hurt, is because of your ego. All your suffering, all your embarrassment is because of your Therefore, Jesus said, You must be born again. For you to be born again, you must accept that you are guilty, you are worthy of judgment, you are worthy to go to hell. That's who you are. That's where you were born. Worthy of every little bit of judgment that you can even imagine. That's what you deserve. So on what grounds do you have the nerve 
to feel somebody's offended. I just told you. You were born with your every disease. You were born with your every evil. We all have our table besters. We all have our mandipas. You just don't have the guts to take the embarrassment. Man is extremely evil. Just give it enough privacy and you'll see how wicked it can Give him enough privacy. You see Romans 3.23 We all born in sin. We all came here with iniquity in our hearts. You think somebody stepped on your toes. You can give the person attitude. You can hate sister so and so. You don't like this one. You don't like that one. As long as you have a justified reason to hate somebody, you are not worthy to contain the love of God. Love wants to spend you. Love wants you to suffer. Love wants you to be a sacrifice. Oh man. Hallelujah. The church is not ready for the love of God. But the church still wants to love you the old you. You still want to learn life from the old you. I don't take nonsense. Do they know me? I thought you die. The church is in a in a serious state of disarray. Because our love is failing. The Bible says, charity never fails. When you betray your wife, when you give up on your family, it's because you never loved them. Charity never fails. Can't fail. Charity will not give up on anybody. Even dying, Jesus didn't give up. Who's loving in you? Which love is What's gone wrong with the church? We have been born again but continue to live our lives from the old you. So this afternoon we'll talk about it. Charity never fails. Never fails. You have to understand. I don't care what your emotion is. Test it with the word. You say, I love him. But his merit. It can be love. Charity is not selfish. She's married. How can you take another man's wife? Charity is not selfish. Give it the word test. It's the 
to understand that when we became Christians, we availed ourselves to God so that He can project love through us. Let's bow heads. Every born again Christian is supposed to project the love of God. So tonight, we want to talk about living a life of love. Learn how to love. Oh Lord, give us grace that we will learn how to love. The Bible says that you must move with compassion. The love of God will move you with compassion. That's when the church is ready for the miraculous ministry of Jesus Christ. The church is moving into a space where all things become possible. Charity never fails. Oh, the love of God. Oh, the love of God. What if God didn't Thank you. 